Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and always informative weekly blog. There, you'll read, learn, and make comment about her life as a 21st century wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. My guest today has an unusual business and story. Following his passion for music and collecting music, Mr. Bill Eginton. Very good. Thank you. Everybody says Eginton. When he told me, he told me when we came on, it was Eginton. Founded in 1985, Arkansas Record CD Exchange in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Three years later, this newly formed business, unfortunately, burned to the ground, destroying all its precious, one-of-a-kind inventory. Through friends and family donations, Mr. Eganton hung in there and rebuilt his music memorabilia store. Now, and for the last three decades, Eganton has been buying, selling, and trading vinyl records, CDs, cassettes, 78s, 8-tracks, and reel-to-reel tapes. As big box stores scaled back on music, Arkansas Records CD Exchange found an opportunity to fill a market niche. Today, his store offers the widest selection of new, original, and reissued titles on both vinyl and CD. Arkansas Record and CD Exchange has been reported to have over 100,045 single records, more than 70,000 albums, And in addition, there are autographed concert programs, a giant kiss doll, neon signs, electric trains, and other pop culture memorabilia. It's been said, Arkansas Record and CD Exchange is like a museum where everything's for sale. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the passionate music collector and eccentric businessman, Mr. Bill Eganton. And joining us today at the table is Bill's longtime friend and well-known DJ, Mr. Tom Wood from Tom FM and the Old Magic 105 station. Before we get to how you guys know each other, I want to ask Bill about his life before he founded the record store, because that's where everything picked up, Bill. Everything I read about you began in 1985 when your daughter Flora was born. And you opened your business, Arkansas Record and CD Exchange. But who was Bill Eganton before that? Well, I was just a, just a guy that was kind of lost in, uh, I lived in Minnesota and uh, graduated high school in 71, joined the carnival. I joined the carnival for three years. I was a ride, ride foreman, did the scrambler. And uh, after that, I re- started bartending. And I bartended and I managed this nightclub in Minnesota that was as, it was as big as the... Uh, like Sticky Fingers is, and uh, booked in all kinds of big shows. Dion was our biggest, and uh, Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Grassroots. And at the time, this was in the mid-'70s, to 1980, when I met uh, a lady that was singing in the bar. Her name is Barbara Rainey, and uh, she was from Arkansas, and uh, we got along well enough to know. She said, you want a chance to come to Arkansas? And I said, well, there's K-A-A-Y, yeah, there must be some great people down there because at Mighty 1090, we used to listen to Beaker Street uh, in northern Minnesota at, at night. 
did all kinds of things at night there. <laughs> and uh, we came down here and I met, met uh, her parents and uh, eventually got married and had a child, Flora, who just uh, was born on you know, October of 84, the, the, the week we ordered, opened up the record store. And then I got a job down here bartending in 1980, finally, at uh, John Barleycorn's. Bartended Shorty Smalls, bartended Mexico Chiquito, and managed uh, Barbara's career. Where's Barbara now? She lives in she, she lives in town, and she plays the ukulele. She does some background vocals for a lot of artists in, in town. So, Barbara, when you first came here, you managed her career, but you somehow got to know all these guys on the radio station. How did y'all all get to know each other? We started promoting people in the in the nightclubs, and you through the nightclubs you meet. Uh, People are in radio, you want to get your stuff on the air and get the music played. And we met the producer, and uh, and then I, one day I came home and I said, I rented a building because I've always wanted to have a record store. And the lady came up to me, her name was Wachowski, and uh, it's in the building I'm in now, still in the building. And she says, you're going to sell used records in Levy? I said, I'm sure going to try. <laughs> and uh, I rented the building, and... Uh, Took care of my daughter down there, raised her down there at the store. And uh, on May 14th, May 13th, 1987 was my birthday. We had a party down there. On May 14th, the store uh, burned down. The donut shop caught on fire, and I got my daughter out. And uh, fire, fire department took care of the rest. But uh, thanks to all my friends and support, they're all knowing what they could do. I, I uh, was the captain of the ship, and my friends... Uh, Tom Wood and Magic 105 and uh, Reed Mitchell, he's manager of the store now. He's been there for five years. He's been with me since that time. And there's several people that were there at the fire or before the fire that are still friends now that still come to happy hour every night. When I uh, told Tom that you were coming on the radio, he said, oh, I'm going to come. You do have a lot of loyal old friends. Yeah, I'm very blessed to have you know, the kind of friends I've had. So let's go back to your childhood a little bit. Your mother called up the carnival and asked him to come get you? Well, yeah, they come pick you up. Mm-hmm. How'd she know that? It was, it was a, there was an ad in the paper that said, wanted, drivers wanted. She said, my son can do that. Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> it was pretty serious. I mean, it was like going through the service. I mean, I, you know, I learned the difference between right and wrong in there. And there was no, and then everybody gets along that no matter who you are, either you're a nice person and an honest person or you're not. Anything else didn't matter. How long did you do that? Three years. Why did you quit? It was hard work, and uh, I just didn't have enough money to buy a ride. And uh, and they were. Did you travel around? Yeah, we traveled around the state of Minnesota. North What's Dakota. the weirdest thing that ever happened to you? Uh, <laughs> you mean this week? <laughs> <laughs> As a carny, what was the weirdest thing that probably ever happened? I don't know. There's things that happened that I really can't tell you. That's weird. <laughs> What comes to my mind is we used to open up the carnival early at 10 o'clock in the morning because the people at the state hospital would come out and they were in, they'd have helmets on their heads and boxing gloves to protect themselves and they, and they want to ride the rides. And this guy got on the merry-go-round on the uh, Ferris wheel and uh, he got told to stay back, stay back, and he wouldn't stay back and the Ferris wheel came around, hit him on the head and knocked him down. Ooh. There's lots of stories like that. Uh, that was in Cambridge, Minnesota. What did you learn not to do? Uh, I learned that uh, you need to show up for work on time and be responsible. All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the music collector, 
founder of the Arkansas Record and CD Exchange in North Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll talk about his inventory and the <laughs> business of collecting. And we'll get Bill and Tom Wood talking about the good old days and how the music industry of today has changed. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed. Over this time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing her knowledge in her weekly blog. In 2009, she founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2014, Brave Magazine, a biannual publication. Today, she has branched out into this very radio show and podcast. Each week, you'll hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting, inspiring, and educational. Stay up to date by going to flagandbanner.com and joining our email list. You'll receive our popular Water Cooler Weekly e-blast that notifies you of our upcoming guests, happenings at Dreamland Ballroom, sales at flagandbanner.com, access to Brave Magazine articles, and Carrie's current blog post. All that in one weekly email. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. TheFlagandBanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with music collector Mr. Bill Eganton, founder of Arkansas Record and CD Exchange in North Little Rock, Arkansas. And joining us is Bill's longtime friend, DJ Tom Wood. For the break, we talked about <laughs> Bill was a carny. And that his mama kicked him out of the house for drinking too much when he was about 18 and sent him on the road in Minnesota, did you say? Yeah, I was 16 years old when I hit the carnival for the first time driving a semi-truck. And uh, we learned kind of what he learned about that. And you met your wife there who happened to be singing, Barbara Rainey, and she was from Arkansas. Came down here and I visited down here and it was in November and I got out here and it's 76 degrees out on the the deck and I'm going, man, I'm not going back. (laughs) If you've ever had 40 below for a couple of weeks, you'll have you'll know that you like take the heat anytime. Yeah. So you, what was the first thing you did? You didn't open your record store right off the bat. No, I was promoting uh, Barbara's career and uh, working as a bartender. And that's when I met met uh, Tommy Smith and and Tom Wood and David Allen Ross for 105 because I was out looking for records, collecting records. And they, when I talked to David Allen Ross, he said, you need to talk to Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith said, you need to talk to Tom Wood. <laughs> Would I give up? No. And I found Tom. Our trick usually worked, but yeah. it didn't work on you. I said, yeah. I said, I don't care. I'll take any records. You know, stuff you're not using, extra copies. And he said, this guy won't go away. <laughs> throw, some, throw some records at him. This is how he originally stocked up his record store was that he was coming to the radio station. And you have just hundreds, probably thousands of albums and 45s and stuff. And that was kind of like the seed beginnings. Yeah, it was current stuff and it was extra catalog stuff. And when I started in the records, so you got to understand that the store we started in was the third of the size it is now. I started with 150 records of my own records. And so any kind of influx we got was great. And uh, then Tom and I got together about doing an ad, ad together, this ad campaign where I had this great idea. And not in my wildest mind did I think that how big the city was and how big the or how much how busy Tom and was, but he goes, that's a good idea, Bill. I'll do that with you. And we sat down and wrote these ads together that aired on the radio, and they brought people in. 
What kind yeah. of what were they for? Your record shop? Yes. Your mm-hmm. record store? Mm-hmm. And it was so, just an unusual kind of ad because it was the two of us like having a conversation and talking about what the store was going to be like. And this was a brand new venture for him back then. And it really did catch the ear of people. Was Peaches around? The Peaches yeah. record store? Peaches mm-hmm. and Discount. And they and Jack Garner was uh, head of Peaches and Discount. And he was very, very cordial to me. He uh, put our business cards on his on both his counters and said as long as if they didn't have it, he sent the people to us. So it was a friendly, it was a friendly competitor. Yes. What was your vision for your store when you started? So you're bartending, you're making a fine living, your wife's making a fine living, and and what was your vision? It wasn't a fine living. Living on 20, 30 bucks a night on tips, it was was a blessing that I was making that, but it was far from a fine living. What was your vision for the store? What was, what, what? got it started in your mind what were you what were you thinking i visited record stores all over the country and i wanted to have a record store you, you could go into and that you could have a selection of 45s lps posters and and just have what i wanted in a record store was collectibles and and, a, and that would cater to a wide variety of people and not just a certain select metal people or just or just hip-hop people or just country people but would cover a, a wide variety of everyone are your parents musicians? No. How did you find this love of music? They put me in front of a record player when I was four years old in a stack of records and told me to enjoy myself. So people probably listening don't realize the digital before the digital world what a radio station was like. Tom, what was a radio station like? Well, you had uh, all the music was on vinyl, you know, and uh, you would have little card catalogs that would divide the music into various categories and the program director would say okay in the course of an hour if we're a rock station we're going to play two songs from the a category one song from the b category two songs from the c category and we'd have taken all that music and separated into categories based on the era it was from and whether it was fast or slow and you want to balance out the hour but it was up to the dependability of the guys on the air to follow that system because it wasn't computerized literally you had a shoebox with file cards and the name of the song and the name of the artist and how long the song was and you're supposed to play the first one you play it you put it in the back and that's how you would rotate all the music and you would constantly have to refresh the collection of vinyl that you had because when you queue up a song on a turntable you're literally turning it backwards with the needle already on the groove so that it's half a turn from the beginning of the song so that I can say it's 65 degrees at Magic 105, here's Buffalo Springfield, and when I let go of the turntable, it starts running, and I know how long it's going to be before the song actually starts. Well, that first few seconds of the song, you've ground that stylus into the vinyl so many times that after a while, the beginning of every song... is like that so you constantly have to refresh those those pieces of vinyl and bill was a source for all of that stuff and kind of in return we'd give him his pick of what stuff we didn't need at the radio station yeah it worked out great because we uh they they need stuff and and they get classic records that they're looking for there wasn't any you couldn't download at that time you actually had to have the find the hard copy record to, to play so I was viable there at that time. <laughs> oh, you were more than viable. You were like essential. One of the things that you do when you go to uh, 
uh, appearances for a rock station is that you're always giving away music. You're trying to get people to come to Arkansas Flag and Banner because you're having a 4th of July sale, and you've hired a disc jockey to come out there and play music and be at the store. Well, when those people come, hopefully they're going to buy your product, but you also want to give them prizes for just showing up, you know, radio station prizes. And they never want the new CD or the new album that you've got to give away. They always want old classic stuff. And for the longest time, we didn't have any of that to give away because the record companies won't give you library product. But we would go to Bill and we'd trade out advertising and come back to the radio station with a hundred cool old albums. I'm talking about Blue Oyster Cult and Rolling Stones and Beatles albums. And when people would come to the events that we would do, like at Flag and Banner or a car dealer, they'd freak out. It'd be like shopping for a a cool old album, but it was free just because you came to our event. And we never could have done that without Bill. So you were really at that time filling a niche that you knew the radio stations had. So a fire happened. You found the niche. You've created a relationship with all the radio stations in town. You and Tom are doing commercials together. And you have a birthday party and the donut shop next door catches fire. In the stri- yes, in the strip mall at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. You know, my friends rallied around me and they just wanted a captain of the ship. And I told them what I needed done. And Lynn Fitzgerald was building racks and Hugh Harris was uh, subcontracting the place out. And I had David Grace helping me and, and all these people are still around helping today. You moved it down the street for a couple of years. Uh, we opened five days later after the fire, May 19, 1987. Sam Cross found me a uh, new location while the b- building was still smoldering. And we opened it. We opened May 19th, and with 100 records, a telephone, and a little table for my daughter to uh, sit on. And we were there till December 1st, 1988, when the shopping center reopened, and uh, I rented the building. And we started building new racks down there. It took, it took a while to build all the new racks. It's unbelievable what it looks like inside i went by today i took pictures of it inside it's the cleanest most organized store i've ever been in i thought i'm going to go in and it's going to be this haphazard looking disheveled memorabilia place it's pristine it's organized it's labeled i took pictures i'll post them next week with your podcast to show people how nice it is well, thank you. I really, I really appreciated you coming by to see it today because it meant a lot that you really would take that much interest in, in not just having us up here for the show, but that you'd actually see what the store looked like. It's a great place. Thank so, you. Tom, do you remember where you were when you heard that his place had burned? I was probably at the radio station because, of course, it happened in the daytime. It wasn't like an overnight fire. I think all of us immediately think that that's what happens when mm-hmm. fires take place is it happens in the middle of the night. Um I imagine we started getting phone calls right away and tried to figure out how can we help? What can we do? And you just open the mics and start talking to the people. That's that's real local radio to try to rally forces around some place that everybody loves. That was the best press I ever had. I got more coverage that day than I've ever had. <laughs> the best, worst press I ever had. What? Uh, everybody, as soon as the phone got hooked back up, everybody's calling, how could they help? And uh, and they did. They records came in and of course there was always a, the guy that would walk in and, and i just we didn't have any racks i just had like 200 records on the floor and I'd go is this all you got and i said i burned down a week ago <laughs> i mean give me a take a look at this stuff you may see something you like in there um today the radio's changed it's all digital so where do your records come from today well there's been this big resurgence in the in vinyl 
in the last four or five years, and they're 180 grams and uh, is, is the weight of the vinyl. We've got five, six different distributors across the United States that, that sell new vinyl. And so Reed, Reed heads up uh, ordering the new stuff, and uh, he does a good job at that. So let's talk about the evolution of music. You started your record store when vinyl was popular. Then it went to CDs. Did you think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go out of business? What I was thinking is is that I had these records for all these years, and there was never anything wrong with records. And so I just kept stockpiling them, and people were selling them like by the, by the pickup loads, and I kept buying more and more records. And, of course, we were buying CDs, too, as well, but at every store in town, we started carrying CDs, Circuit City and Best Buy and Target. All these other stores were carrying CDs, and so we didn't sell as many, but we had used ones, which was a novelty then. There's only other other record store that in town at the time was been around records. John Harris has been there 37 years. Still? Still there, yeah. So did you think, though, oh, my goodness, the industry's changing so much, they're going to one day have everything on their iPod and we're, no one's going to buy records again? I, I still don't know what an iPod is. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just felt that there'd be enough people, enough old older and people interested that would be interested in spinning records or cassettes or compact discs or reel-to-reels or there'd be some medium that people would still want a hard copy of stuff and fortunately i was uh, i've made it this far and now people are buying records we encourage them to shop locally because they don't have to pay for their merchandise before they buy it at our store like you do online you got to buy it on you have to pay up front so you get to see what you're buying first and you get to talk to uh, me or Reed and, and get some input about music or talk about concerts or talk about what, what new releases are and you get a lot more feedback, a lot more interaction. You said it went from vinyl to CDs. You're right. It went from vinyl to, to CDs and then it went to the computer and then the CDs dropped off and now there's back to records again. Full circle. Yeah. It's quite a ride, and so I've seen people that have said they haven't come in in 20 years, and they used to bring, or they said their dad used to bring them in, and I don't know if I'm going to get to the point my grandpa used to bring me in here. (laughs) (laughs) You might. So when I took a picture of your place today, when Mm -hmm. I was down there, and I sent it to a bunch of people back at work, I went and got in the car, and after I'd driven off, I got all these texts from people saying, pick me up uh, Carol King's Tapestry album while you're there. Do you have that? Yes, ma'am, we, we do. Brand new copy, 180 gram reissue. I'm sure we do. Unless someone bought it between the time we saw you today and now. <laughs> we, we carry like one copy of everything unless it's very popular. Then we carry multiple copies. When other stores are not selling as much music, you're gearing up and selling more. Yeah, we're trying to gear up to sell more, but... The thing about people asking, you know, records are really picked up now. Don't, aren't you selling more records? I said, yes, we are. But now you've got to realize that now Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and Target and Dillard's, Guitar Center, everybody's selling records now. No. Yeah. I thought everybody had quit selling stuff No, like no, they that. all got them now. And see, they quit selling CDs. And so now people are coming in because people say, well, what's wrong with CDs? So we carry all, we still carry a full line of CDs for those people that can't find them anywhere because now all the other stores quit to, quit carrying those CDs and now we're back in the stock on those. Having grown up with vinyl and had, knowing what Tom was talking about when they get rutted out, mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is, when you're super. burned. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we got harmony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do people want vinyl again? 
It's the, it's they the, wear out. It's the sound. Yeah, there's a warmth to it that you don't get on some of the digital recordings. It's not compressed. It, it has grooves in it, and the reproduction is better. You gotta have a good stereo. I mean, that's the whole idea. You have to have. You can't go out to Target and buy a seventy-nine dollar box that plays CDs, cassettes, and records, and gonna all of a sudden you're gonna feel this. Oh, this is great. You know, that, that, that thing is like for to take to a picnic. You gotta have a good uh, amplifier, speakers, and a turntable, and in and a good cartridge, and you'll hear a, a lot better sound. It, like Tom said, it's a warmer sound. It's a fuller. It's a deeper sound, and uh, it's not compressed. Some people have kept all that equipment in good shape in their lives. You know, they invested years ago, decades ago, in, in good stereo components, and they've kept it up. But there's other people who are just now getting into the vinyl uh, wave, and they're investing brand new in that kind of equipment. Just like these stores are starting to carry vinyl when they hadn't carried music in a long time, I would imagine there's some stores that are going to start carrying components. Yeah, I think you're right, but there's so many components, and it's so confusing. I tell people, you, have, you know, we tell them what we know, but we have to get online and, and do a, get into a chat room and talk and see just what your budget is and what is the best value you can buy. It's kind of like buying a car. Do you want to buy a Geo, a Honda, or a Lamborghini? Lamborghini. <laughs> well, you, you can spend $50,000 on a turntable. Oh, wow. Or else you can spend five to $600 to get a really good one. Well, it just turns. What's the big deal? Well, it's the quality of it and the lack of rumble and uh, just the precision of the instrument really okay, is what it is. Okay. And, and I'm like you. I would never go out and spend $1,000 on a turntable. You know, there's something in there out there that's perfectly suitable for me for a few hundred dollars. Tom, did you keep your records? I didn't keep a I lot of my records. I don't have any records. I have all my Beatles stuff just because I'm a fan. And I've got a, maybe a few select other things. But, you know, at the peak when I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of personally owned uh, records. I couldn't even tell you what I did with them. I sold mine at a garage sale. They probably ended up at your shop, Bill. Maybe either that or they ended up on eBay. Um, do you? What's your favorite genre, or do you have one? Oh, I think that my favorite type of music is uh, Dion, The Wanderer, Runaround Sue, late fifties, early sixties, yeah. Muddy Waters, Frank Zappa, that kind of stuff. When you own a record store, you have eclectic taste. So you hired a full-time manager, Mr. Reed Mitchell. Tell us about that. I asked Reed actually to come on today with the, with the guys, and he said, I can't. I have to run the store. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a great job down there. He, uh, we, we've been, I've known him since the 80s. He came in before the fire. We used to work at a radio station in, in southern Arkansas. And then uh, we got him hooked up with uh, Tom Wood, and he got on to Magic 105, and he'd, he'd come and fill in for me at different times. And he worked there. We helped each other move a couple of times. We've been to concerts, uh, several concerts together. And there's several things he remembers that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, September 30th was his five-year anniversary of being a full-time manager. I never so, would have guessed it's been that long. And that's what he told me. I didn't think it was that long. But we, we get along very well and uh, love music together. And we're talking. It's just like being in high school together talking each, every day about uh, this band and he's, he's always playing uh, playing out some new music or some new groups you wouldn't believe all the good music that's being is out there today that's not being played because there's no radio station that supports any kind of new music that uh what am i trying to say well it's that's it, not part of the big machine you know if it's a new taylor swift they're going to play it but these these 
bands who that are just artists. They're true artists in their genre of music. There's not an outlet in commercial radio for them. Some places only have a playlist of not as not as many records, and there's so much music to to hear. What's the answer? Hmm. Well, the the answer is we'd love to have a, a radio station and put some DJs on it. But uh, as soon as I strike, get down to Pine Bluff down there and strike a couple million, I'll I'll put that in. <laughs> Don't you think that's what the KABF is? Yes, that's that's the uh, that's the flag bearer for what Bill's talking about. Uh, we're extremely lucky in a city this size to have such an active community radio station uh, because they really do have shows. It may only be a couple hours a week, but it's people who are passionate uh, about new music. And that's really good. Um, so I went to this website called Vinyl Me, where you were voted the best record store in Arkansas by VinylMe.com. They did a Best Record Stores in America campaign. And they said in their best list, this is what they said, I quote, these aren't necessarily the record stores with the best prices or the deepest selection. You can use Yelp for that. And they continued with, each record store featured has a story that goes beyond what's on its shelves. These stories have history, foster a sense of community, and mean something to the people who frequent them. That's a perfect description of the Arkansas Record and CD Exchange. They go on to say this about your store. This is what they said about your store. You'll like this. It's part record store mecca, collector's paradise, and sanctuary for those who not only need their vinyl fix, but need to talk with other weary travelers who get why an Evil Knievel lunchbox and a vintage J.J. Kale album matter more than ever in the digital streaming age. <laughs> But this Greg Spradlin is the man that wrote this article. He's uh, very, very kind words. He's very colorful, and he writes some really funny things about Arkansas. I really enjoyed this article. I'll put a link to it on flagandbanner.com. It's vinylme.com, mm -hmm. and it's a really fun article, uh, not just about your store, but about Arkansas altogether. And he lists all the great musicians we've had here. Johnny Cash, Sister Rosetta, Levon Helm, Charlie Rich. Al Green, Pharaoh Sanders, Glenn Campbell. I mean, we have a, had a lot of important musicians. And there's a lot, of, and there's a lot of current guys that are great too. Gil Franklin's one. Help me think of all these guys we got. Well, I, I, the entire group of the Salty Dogs. What an amazing Nick group Devlin. that is. Yeah, Nick Devlin, Gil Franklin. All these guys have been playing Austin around here Lucas. for decades. Bonnie, Bonnie uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. Bonnie Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Yes, Charlotte Taylor. Yeah, so let's 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 you know talk about all the people we got now too. Mm -hmm. Amy um, Garland. Garland, Amy Garland. All right, this is a great place to take a break. We only got about five or seven minutes when we come back. We're going to continue our conversation with music collector Bill Eganton, founder of Arkansas Record and CD Exchange in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and his friend, renowned DJ Mr. Tom Wood. We'll be right back. Friends of Dreamland are proud to sponsor Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Dreamland Ballroom, located on the third floor of the FlagandBanner.com building in the historic Taborian Hall, is a nonprofit dedicated to bringing back the music, the history, and the party of the Dreamland Ballroom. Our annual fundraiser, Dancing into Dreamland, will be a tournament of past champions to celebrate the 10th year. Mark Friday, November 15th at 7 p.m. on your calendar. The night will include a dance competition where audience members text their votes for their favorite acts, 
a silent auction, free hors d'oeuvres, cash bar, and your opportunity to experience the magic and imagine the music of the legends that played on the Dreamland stage, like Ella Fitzgerald, Ray Charles, Louis Armstrong, and many more. Tickets available at dreamlandballroom.org for the 10th annual Dancing into Dreamland. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with music collector Mr. Bill Eganton, founder of Arkansas Record and CD Exchange in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and his longtime friend and local DJ Mr. Tom Wood is joining us at the table. Bill, you said with the growing interest in vinyl and the addition of a full-time manager, you're ready for the next 30 years. What does that look like? Uh it's looking good and a uh, young wife let's just go ahead and say that too. yeah she's wonderful who used yeah. to work for arkansas flag and banner shout out to rachel i didn't realize until today that you were married to my co-worker rachel yeah it's what a blessing i've been i've lived a blessed life and i'm very thankful but uh the record store what's the outlook is we're just going to keep going and and uh see what happens keep an eye on the market we've always based our inventory on people walking through that door whatever people ask for is what we get them and we try to do the best we can as far as servicing the public and being very supportive of local musicians and uh do whatever i can what are your hours we're open uh tuesday through saturday 11 to 7. do you have a website yes we do it's arcd.com can you buy records there no we don't have it we don't have a list of our stuff on it'd be impossible it would absolutely be impossible yeah, I've, I've often told people that, that you're welcome to start typing and uh, we'll give you a percentage <laughs> as it sells. <laughs> that would be a lifelong job yeah, right there. I mean, so you're open Tuesday through Saturday. Through Saturdays. And you don't open until what time of day? 11. 11 yeah, you open at 11 o'clock. But seven. you stay open until 7. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's good. See, people get off work. I always figured people got off work at 5 and they'd want to stop by and pick some music up after, after work. That's right. And so we like doing that. And we. And there's always happy hour at 5, so. You're going to sell a lot more product between 5 and 7 p.m. than you would between 9 and 11 a.m. So your hours are perfect. I know I am. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want your legacy to be? I guess what I'm thinking is just that uh, that we we contributed to North Little Rock and be able to brought something to Arkansas that that there wasn't and that uh, we made a lot of friends. I'm just real thankful that... uh, everyone's been so supportive over the years and and been blessed that i've been able to stick it out i always wanted a record store my whole life and uh i always said if i ever got the chance i was gonna lose it and uh i'm and the good lord has seen me through so you've got a lot of good friends indeed i do so what do you plan to do with all your inventory and your memorabilia when you retire? That's what I thought when I walked in there. I thought, oh, your poor daughter. What is she going to do? <laughs> well, I think payloader is what's going to happen. <laughs> that's really, that's where, after I can't stand up in there anymore, they're just going to come in with a big shovel and just shovel it all out of there. <laughs> no, it, it's been for sale. I've, I, the store's been for sale since 1987. Since the day it opened. Isn't everything for sale for the there right price? And so... We've had a couple of whites, but uh, I'd, I'd like to. I would like to sell it. I mean, I've, I'm 66 now. I mean, I, I always thought I'd always be there till the end, but now that uh, I've got this new venture, I'd like to spend some time together with her. And this be- beautiful venture. Yes. So and you haven't been married very very long, then I guess. Three years in January. Been together six years. 
Can I bring up something before you close out? Mm -hmm. I get to hear this show every single week because I edit the podcasts and I get to work with uh, everybody at Flag and Banner. And one of the things that I hear you talk about in all these interviews, Carrie, and it's really true, is the self-starting mechanism that entrepreneurs have to have and how they're, I remember specifically recently you were talking to somebody who said, oh, I've been lucky. And you said, no, no, you made your own luck. When those lucky things came along, if you were laying on your couch, you wouldn't have been able to take advantage of them. And I'd never, as long as I've known Bill, I'd never heard the story about working at the carnival. But the thing that I think is most interesting about that is how he said it's like the service. You learn to be immediately responsible for what it is you got to get done that day. You got to be there on time. You got to count on other people to do their job. That's the definition of being able to be a responsible dream come true making person. He had a, a dream to have a record store. Without that background, never would have happened. I kept thinking that as he was telling that story. Well said, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Mm. We've been friends a long time. It's been great. Any advice you want to give to young people who are in who want to get into music business? Come on down. Well, I got a, I got it set up for you. I got records, tapes, and I'll, I'll be happy to help you get started. You said that reed is there now and that you can just go forever so i don't see i i said when i was down there today i said i was looking at all this stuff down there and looking at all that inventory and i turned to bill and i said bill you can't possibly make any money down here yeah well we're making we make enough money to enjoy what we're doing that's been very good so i've been able to make enough money for that and if you ask those guys for anything if you go in there and say you want Dusty Springfield album or single, you know, right where it is. Or they, rap. It, it's or classical. It doesn't yeah. matter. Country, whatever. Yeah. All right, we have a gift for you today. But here's the deal about this gift. I don't know if you're going to really even know what it is because I asked you earlier about Dreamland Ballroom and you didn't know what it was. And I just knew being a music guy, you would know about the Dreamland Ballroom on the third floor of the Arkansas Flag and Banner building. It's where so many great musicians played in the 1940s and 50s. It was on the Chitlin Circuit, Duke Ellington, Etta James, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, um, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. You still got the stage there that they played Yes, with? and we are... You have got to come see it. I'd love to come see it. You should come to Dancing into Dreamland on November the 15th. That's our big fundraiser, one a year. But I got you, because I figured you knew about it, I got you a T-shirt to the Dreamland Ballroom and the Taborian Hall. All right, so next week we're having a reprise of Bo Renfro's interview, and here you go, Bill. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. You should listen, Bill. He's a rockabilly musician right here in Arkansas. He retired in Heber Springs. He rocks it out he's a rockabilly guy it is good stuff cool. thanks again for joining me and my guest and thanks everybody out there thanks for joining and listening to me and my guest today thank you for having me i yes, enjoyed I it. it tom thanks for joining us you bet it was fun for those listeners who might have a great entrepreneurial story they'd like to share send a brief bio and your contact info to me carrie at flagandbanner.com and someone will be in touch and to all, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select Radio Show, and choose today's guest. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. 
Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.